Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to another edition of our MotoGP podcast here on the Ginger's Perspective. We're still chasing a name, Slipstream, uh, Park Ferme, we're still playing with it. Rob Portman joins me as usual and Rob, we'll obviously put it out maybe on on the Facebook page or something like that. But uh, as the editor of Ride Fast magazine, uh, can you think of a name potentially? I'm putting you on the spot now, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, I like I like the slipstream. You actually came up with the slipstream, but now that you mentioned Park Ferme, that's, that's also pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much down to those two. I had some other thoughts, but, uh, yeah, slipstream and, and Park Ferme are, are pretty much my favorites at, at this at this point in time. All right, we'll 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 put it at those two as our options as we we go forward with the podcast, and uh, we'll be on Cliff Central very soon. So it's quite exciting times for the podcast and for MotoGP. Um, I think uh, there's no one really doing a MotoGP podcast, and they should be because man, oh man, it's been a crazy season. And we head into round 15, and uh, it's rather interesting in Japan. But before we talk about the big dogs, if I can, and the title race. Our world champion, that sounds good. Our world champion, Brad Binder, has it in the bag. What's he been up to? I saw pictures in Dubai. I mean, what's been going on? Yeah, it sounds great, hey, our world champion. And uh, it's just been such a buzz around the whole of South Africa. And, um, yeah, it's incredible, the, the Brad Binder merch. I was just telling you before we went on air that it's become a, a full-time job. And, <laughs> and the magazine's become like a, a side note. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, he, he, he's been the last week in Dubai, hanging out with his cousin and just relaxing a little bit before the, the three flyaway races. It's, it's pretty much one race after another, so it's a lot of traveling and not much time to relax. So he just it was good for him to just get that, that little bit of time to just chill a little bit. You know, it's been a, a tough season, and even though he's wrapped it up with the four races to go, you know, it's been a lot of work. and funny, I actually, I went to breakfast with Trevor and Sharon Bindad, and Sharon said she gave him strict instructions to wrap it up before Japan, so <laughs> good boy that he listened, so uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to do those those long trips all the way there, but yeah, having some time off, some well-deserved time off, and uh, getting ready to to absolutely destroy them in the last four races, I think we, we might see the similar kind of Brad that we've seen, but uh, maybe a little bit more forceful, if, if anything, and uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be holding anything back he his plan for the next four races is to win four races so uh let's hope that he can do that that'll be fantastic to watch and i'm glad he's listening to his mom good advice it clearly has paid off <laughs> rob uh, is there anywhere in the back of his mind where he's thinking about moto 2 or is that for something at the end of the season i mean as you say, the flyaway races, that they come hard and fast. It's great for MotoGP fans to have a MotoGP the next weekend, back-to-back, three in a row. But where's his head at at the moment? I mean, is he at, is he thinking about that, that next season at all? Uh, or is it just a case of hammer hammer down, let's smash it, let's get four in the bag and then worry about it? Um, I definitely think it is in the back of his mind. It's a huge opportunity for him. And I'm sure he's, he's really excited and raring to, to go. Unfortunately, he was he was supposed to test the Moto2 bike uh, after Aragon, but it, it just never quite panned out. There were one or two issues with uh, one of the Calix teams not um, signing off to let him ride. So, uh, 
it's definitely at the back of his mind because every time I speak to him, he's he's keen to get on the bike, keen to get testing started. Uh, you know, it's a it's a new venture not only for him but for for Red Bull and KTM as well. So I think the whole team's excited, but. Um, with the pressure off now of the championship, it's it's definitely go out there and have fun. And uh, you know, Brad having fun could could spell disaster, even more disaster for everyone else. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, he, he wants to end the season off uh, on a high. You know, obviously keeping injury free is a big thing, so he's got to think about that as well. But uh, he's had such an incredible season, and you know, to finish it off with with four race wins or even just four podiums would would really wrap up an incredible season for him and the team going into Moto2, but yeah, to answer the question, I think it is in the back of his mind, but uh, yeah, Brad's a very focused guy. Come race day, he'll be thinking of one thing and one thing only, and that's that's to win the race. Well, South Africans all be delighted and very excited to see him in action. It's going to be early doors, though, so set your alarm clocks because the action starts rather early in Japan. Now let's talk about uh, MotoGP and Mark Marquez has an opportunity this weekend to become a triple world champion, but there's a mathematical chance. It's highly unlikely, considering, though, that Valentino Rossi and uh, the rest of the, his team, the Yamahas, like the circuit. They like the twin ring. They like to race there. You, your thoughts? I mean, mathematically speaking, I think Rossi has to be 15th and Marquez has to win or something like that. Yeah, pretty much right. If, if Marquez comes out with with a 75-point lead or more going into the final three races, I think he's pretty much got it sewn up. But um, to be honest, I don't think it'll happen this weekend. Like you said, the Yamahas uh, are really good around uh, the Twin Tech Motegi track, even though it's a, a Honda-owned track. Um, the Hondas do seem to battle there. But, I mean, remember Pedrosa having a big crash there, Marquez having a big crash there. So um, definitely not a good hunting ground for the Hondas despite it's, despite being in their backyard. But um, also looking at the weather reports, that it, it looks like it might throw in some rain. So Marquez definitely has got to, you know, he's got he's got it all to lose. So he really can't go out there and put it all on the line. So I think if it does come down and the rain does come down, we might see a slightly more subdued uh, Marquez willing to just pick up third or even fourth place while Rossi obviously goes for the win. But uh, mathematical chance, yes, but I don't think it'll be wrapped up. Uh, at Motegi, um, it'll, I think it'll definitely go down to Phillip Island and um, yeah, potentially wrap up there for Marquez. But yeah, like you said, it's it's up to the likes of Rossi and Lorenzo and the rest of the guys to to really put the pressure on Marquez because at the moment, I mean, to go next year and be what 23 years old and already a three-time <laughs> MotoGP champion and I think five-time world champion overall, you know, he's closing down on that on that nine-time record of Rossi. So uh, yeah, Rossi Rossi wouldn't want wouldn't want that, and especially with four races or three races to go after Motegi, Rossi wants to, to take it down to the wire and, and to the last lap. Yeah, that gap, 52 points at this stage. It's interesting what um, Rossi's been talking about. He says it's not ideal having the, the three races back-to-back because potentially you could get injured and then your title charge is a thing of the past. And But at the same time, being on the bike the whole time, you know, is a good place to be because you're constantly in that sort of frame, that 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 racing mindset. I think it's it's got its pros and its cons. Like Rossi said, if you crash, you know, you could potentially miss two two weekends in a row, and then it's pretty much your championship over. But at the same time, it is the the, the furthest flyaway races. So you know, to go from Japan to to Australia to to Malaysia, it's a lot closer than going 
you know, from your Italy and fly all that way. So, it, it, you know, it helps with the jet lag, with the riders and everything. They're not having to travel those huge, you know, 30, 40 hour flight type things to get to the racetrack. But, um, yeah, maybe it's brilliant for us because it's three weekends in a row, but it's not good for, for the, the eyes and the body because, like you said, you've got to wake up early because the races are very early. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's three race meetings in a row and then uh, I think it's like a week break and then it's the, the Valencia round. So it's exciting, but it's also daunting because, you know, we're coming to the end of what has been one of, if not the best season ever in MotoGP. And, I mean, I don't know what we are all going to do and what I'm going to do when MotoGP stops. I mean, I don't know. You know even Christmas is not going to be that no. exciting because it's just going to be a huge downer. I say we extend the calendar, please. Can we have more races and can we bring it back to South Africa? We really want it back agreed. in South Africa. Agreed. 100% agreed. I think they should race every weekend, man. What's wrong with them? They're quick <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. Don't they know their fans? But... Let's talk about uh, this weekend because uh, you, you touched on it. You alluded to the fact that the weather could play a role. And Michelin have come in now and they've addressed um, that potential rain threat with their, their tyres that they brought out. It's quite quite fascinating that Michelin have come to the party for, for the rain and for the wet. Yeah, there's been a huge uh, debate this year about the Michelin wets. You know, a lot of riders complaining about them. You look at Lorenzo, he just can't ride on them. So, uh, the credit to Michelin they've done a lot of work they've listened to the riders and they're bringing out this new super soft compound for for Motegi a very grippy track Motegi although it is very bumpy as well because a lot of cars get tested around there and so I think the super soft if it does rain will obviously be the first option to go but again it could cause something because if we have the the situation of a drying track again you know your super soft are not going to last that long so the guys will have the option of the super soft the medium and the hard um, so that also throws a little uh, cat amongst the pigeons for the riders to, to, to get their tyre choice right. But, um, yeah, credit to Michelin and them for, for, for doing all the hard work. And uh, let's see if Lorenzo can maybe get it right if it does rain yeah. uh, on the new tyre. But, uh, yeah, the rain always throws up all kinds of things. Um, other news is that Hector Barber has been promoted from his Aventure Ducati up into the, the factory Ducati taking Andoni's place. Yep. So we know he's quite good in the rain, so that's going to be cool to see. And then, you know, with the rain this year, I mean, Jack Miller won in, wow. in the rain. So he's, saying, he's coming back, you know. So the likes of Laverty, he goes one in the rain. So, yep. you know, while the top three guys, are Rocky and Marquez, might be taking it a bit easy if it rains, not wanting to lose too much. Those other guys with nothing to lose could become, you know, come steamrolling through and we could have potentially what a ninth winner of the yep. year which would just be flipping out of this world was it at Essen where uh, Yoni Hernandez looked like he had it in the bag almost and then crashed out or was it another race I'm not sure but Yoni yeah, yeah it was Essen what else was Essen yeah it looked amazing um, the bookies uh, at betexchange.com have uh, Jorge Lorenzo is the favourite uh, to take this one. He has won there three times, along with Danny Petrosa. Your thoughts? What can we expect there? I mean, do you think at five to two, Lorenzo not a bad bet to take it? But anything can happen, as we've seen this season. If it's dry, and like I said, with Lorenzo, it's very easy to tell how Lorenzo Lorenzo's weekend is going to go from the first practice. If it's dry and everything's cool, if Lorenzo's in the top three or top two. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat Lorenzo. But if he's outside that top three in the first practice, uh, 
you know, Lorenzo is unfortunately not a, a, a huge fighter. He doesn't really dig deep. When when things aren't going right from the, the get-go, he does seem to get rattled a bit. So, uh, But like you said, Lorenzo has, has won there in the past. His smooth riding style, I think, suits the, the Motegi racetrack. Uh, and that's maybe why Marquez battles a bit there because, you know, his erratic style just and the hard braking doesn't suit a track like Motegi where it's a bit narrower compared to the, the other tracks that they go to throughout the year. And then, uh, yeah, so in Pedrosa as well, if there's enough track temperature and it is all nice warm day and you can get those tires heated up, he's also been a man that's dominated at Motegi in previous seasons. But it's most likely not going to be a nice, hot, warm, sunny day. Yeah. So <laughs> it's definitely going to be a question mark. I think, like I said, if Lorenzo, if it's dry and he, and he, and he goes into the weekend feeling good, which I think he, he will be, you know, I've, I've seen him on Instagram and that putting a little bit more hours in the gym and seems a little bit more headstrong than he has been in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. He'll be the man to beat. But if it starts raining, like you said, I mean, you could have Hernandez coming from the back winning. You could have Miller. You could have you could have anyone winning the race. So another exciting race weekend. That, that, that's 100% for sure. Uh, they haven't let us down this whole no. year so far. And they won't once again. That's why we love the sport so much. The MotoGP, it's all happening. Weather could be a massive factor. Marquez also will be aware that his 52-point lead is uh, very vulnerable uh, with the likes of Rossi and Lorenzo. So we'll have to wait and see. But early doors Sunday morning, I'm warning you now, set your alarm for an early start Sunday morning. Catch the Japanese Grand Prix Round 15. Rob Portman, thanks very much for your time. Remember to get your copy of Ride Fast magazine as well as brand Brad Binder merchandise from Rob Portman. Uh, check out the Facebook page too and remember to catch us on csduplicy.co.za.